Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Devotions. It's so good to be with you this morning. This is where every day you and I, we get together, have a little bit of coffee, and we get into the Lord's Word. And we grow in our love for the Lord together. And this year, 2023, Lord willing, we'll make it from the book of Genesis to the book of Leviticus. And I am so glad to be with you today. Why don't we have some coffee? We'll pray, and we'll get into the Lord's Word, start our work week off well. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. You woke us up this day, and if that wasn't enough, now you've given us time to be in your word. And if that wasn't enough, you also provided us with coffee. Father, we pray that you would please care for us this morning, that your Holy Spirit would teach us, that you would let us understand who you are, what you have done, and what a marvelous God you are. Lord, we pray that your Spirit would be with us. In Jesus' name, amen. So we are at Genesis, Genesis chapter 4. We're going to, uh, or sorry, Genesis, yeah, Genesis chapter 4, verses 25 through 26. Sorry, I looked at the wrong page here on my Bible. Uh, And we're going to just look at two verses, right, just two verses today. And And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and named him Seth. For God has appointed another seed for me instead of Abel, whom Cain killed. And as for Seth, to him also a son was born, and and he named him Enosh. Then men began to call on the name of the Lord. Well, with those few verses, we need to ask ourselves, A, what's this about? B, what's the best verse to summarize this? And C, what are we called to do in response to this, right? So first, A, what is this about? Well, we finished last week with the tragedy of Cain slaughtering his brother Abel, right? This anger at his brother and uh, in this horrible event that happened. And here we see once again, God's grace endures. Here we see once again that there is in this life both great sorrow over sin as well as God's grace in the midst of it. And so where 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 am I getting that from? Well, Eve has another child, right? The verse starts off and Adam knew his wife again, right? That's the exact same way that verse 1 started. Now Adam knew his wife Eve, right? And she, Last time she conceived and bore Cain, and then she conceived again and bore Abel. Here she conceived and she bore a son and she named him Seth, right, to put or or foundation. And so here uh, she's had another boy. And this idea that uh, she names him Seth is most likely, you know, that the Lord had allowed Cain to murder his brother Abel, and so she had lost a son, and now he has re- God has replaced Abel with Seth. And what we're going to actually find out is a, a large part of Scripture is, you know, Cain's line goes this way, and Seth's line is where the godly line comes from. And so she has a new child. And notice what she says. Who does she attribute it to? For God has appointed another seed for me instead of Abel. She knows that God has still remembered his promise that there would be a child, a seed from her that would crush the head of Satan. And so she is 
attributing this child as God's gift to them. He has appointed another child, another seed for them. And so it's she can't though shake it. This is not this is joy mingled with tears. She's rejoicing that God has appointed her another child and she's named him Seth. But yet from her own lips come instead of Abel, comma, whom Cain killed. This is this reality that the She's never going to be able to shake the memory that one of her sons committed fratricide, killed his brother. One of her children is no more. And I can't think of anything more devastating than losing a child. And here, God had told them in the garden, the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. And he showed them grace by allowing them to live. But the repercussions of that grace of allowing them to live is that they're also going to see continued fruition of their sins and and they see this even in their children and yet god's grace still continues he allows them to live he allows the line to continue and and as for seth to him also was born a son and he named him enosh then men began to call on the name of the Lord. Now, I'm going to go ahead and do something I don't normally do. I'm going to pull up the uh, Bible app that I use here, and I want you to see here that uh, then men began to call on the name of the capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, Lord. This is what theologians call the tetragrammaton. So, uh, this is uh, calling on the name of the Lord. I'm going to see if I can pull this up here. I don't know if it's going to work well or not. Let me see if I can pull this up. Uh, make it larger so you can see. Uh, this is the word Lord that it's referring to. Yod, He, Vav, He. Uh, in the There's uh, a way in Hebrew that when the rabbis would teach you, this is a perpetual kare, which means uh, you always read it and say Adonai rather than actually saying uh, the what the consonants and vowels are. So this is a Y-E-H-V-A-H. So Yehovah. So Yehovah or uh, at different places people will say Yahweh. Uh, this is God's proper name. This is the way that the name the people actually come into this covenant relationship with the Lord. This is them recognizing who God is. And from Seth and Enosh on, the godly line calls upon the name of God himself. And so this beautiful picture here of God's enduring grace that now Adam and Eve get to see Seth they get to see their grandson Enosh, and they get to start seeing them call on the name of the Lord himself. Well, what's the best verse to summarize this? I think I would uh, underline verse the second part of verse 26. Then men began to call on the name of Jehovah. What would you underline in your Bible? Uh, 
what are we called to do? Well, I think we are called to trust in the grace of God and to call upon the name of God, to go to the Lord and to own him as our own God, right? to receive and rest upon him as he's offered to us in the gospel, right? to claim the promises of God, to trust in the Lord. We see here that it seems Adam and Eve are trusting in the Lord, that it's God who appoints It's God who gives the seed, and they're trusting in that promise in Genesis 3.15. And so also we, with a more full knowledge of who God is and what he has done, can also call upon his name, can also rest in him, can also trust in his promises. I pray that that's true for you today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you have told us who you are, You have given us promises of grace. And even though our sorrows might abound in this life and our weeping might be thick and palpable at times, Lord, we know that you someday will wipe away every tear from our eyes. So, Lord, we pray that we would call upon your name, that we would love you and follow in your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, may the Lord bless you today. May you walk in the joy and peace of Jesus Christ, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's message from God's Word for You, a ministry of Sharon R.P. Church in rural southeast Iowa. We pray that the message would be used by God to transform your faith in your life this week. If you'd like to get more information about us, feel free to go to the website, SharonRPC.org. We'd love to invite you to worship with us. Our worship time is 10 a.m. every Sunday at 25204 160th Avenue, Morning Sun, Iowa, 52640. May God richly bless you this week.